type of thing you would find out later on that like, oh, we shouldn't have been doing that because there were, there were these risks. Involved. Maybe it's like, is any contact enough? Like if they're touching, but I figure like I saw Papa John's, their new ad mm -hmm. says when the pizza comes, is done in the oven, it never touches a human hand. Like it just goes from a, that's their new thing. And just, we're just going to get it into the box without any contact. So all you have to deal with is the box. So I'm like, all right, you can get a delivery of Papa John's. Take your pizza out, throw the box away, and wash your hands. Like so. Anyway, yeah. my long stories no. to say that we did an order in. We picked up an order for the first time from an outside restaurant, and it went well. We're going to do it again. I'd like to support. Yeah, no, you got. I mean, we're trying to. I mean, it's sort of like weird because you go out for food every. We're doing it maybe twice a week. We'll make a food run, and then you feel like compelled to eat that food because you bought it. But then you also want to support the restaurant, so it's, it's definitely a balancing act involved in there. I would say like every three or four days, we'll we'll order it from a restaurant. Otherwise, we're you are all right. Good. Yeah, I feel like it's the right thing to do, and uh, you know, there's also crazy deals like this restaurant's like the top restaurant down in Miami. That's smart yeah. what they do. The the one with this is the one where they're making just one thing and come pick one it up. Pitch. Other places are doing like family dinner stuff, and but like some of the restaurants, they're just they're being creative and trying to create meals and make it easy, you know, so that there's mm. not a lot of handling and not a lot of uh, back and forth. We went we went back to uh, to Sunbasket, you know, which is sort of like Blue Apron but more organic. Um, you know, they delivered a week's worth of food with the recipes and all the ingredients, right. and uh, we did that like I don't know four or five years ago when all three kids were home, and, and it actually made Sue a much better cook. I, I, of course, was already a good one, but, but she really improved. And then we didn't do it anymore because it was silly. Like, you know, it was like we only had you know, three of us in the house and two of us. So it was like, all right, but we brought it back now. I mean, one of the blessings in this is that, you know, I become sort of an empty nester and sort of like long for the days. Oh, when all three of my kids will live together. And this is sort of like an encore presentation. You know? Right. Got them all here. And uh, it's, no, that's nice. It's, it's I mean, nice. For me, yeah. you know, having the three and a half year old. I have to say he's been great. He's not been a problem at all. Like we tell, you know, we're trying to be as adult as we can with him about why we're sure. staying in the house. And, but he's been in good spirits. We're just getting him out every day. I take him for a walk every day in the you know, in a wide open area. So we can check if Dylan's candy store is opened up yet. <laughs> I guess it hasn't, huh? It has not, but it never seems all right, good. All right. Well, it's going to be fun that one day where it is, and you're like, oh, let's go in. Right? I'm like, you can get whatever you want that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Yeah, this is trying times. You know, I see you wearing a hat. Is that because you are not happy with your hair at the moment? or because? No, I actually am happy with my hair, but it, there is a dramatic difference, though. I, I did it, man. I went. I committed to the, uh, to the lack oh, of hair. Yeah, and it'll be bad. You know, it looks good. I, I, no, uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, so yeah, I'm, why wearing I've, a hat then? <laughs> I've been operating like at a little above what you did. Like you, you had yeah. more hair you took off. I, uh, I did it myself the other day. I'm like, I gotta be honest. I may not. I'm, I'm not gonna not go back to a barber. But I'm like, right. it was closer to 100 percent than I would have thought. I haven't been to a barber in two years. Really? Even, even when my hair was good, I was using a clipper and just clipping it down to like like a three or four. What did you do about the top though? The top is I, I just left it. I didn't do a goddamn thing because that was like for the last yeah. three years I've been in the bad, been in the hair loss battle. I'm like, okay, I went, you know, yeah, using Noxadil yeah. for five years, and, and I was just like, if I'm not going to like try at least like a buzz cut at this point in time with the well, quarantine, like, time that, try anything, like exactly. So you know, at first I was a little, I was a little stunned by it, but now now it's grown in. It's been about a week and a half, and I'm like, I'm happy. It's honestly not uh, like. 
when you just first showed it to me, it's not like not alarming. What's the word? Jarring. I'm not taken back. Like <laughs> yeah. it, looks, it looks natural. It looks like it fits. Yeah, yeah. It's such a it's so such a it's like a bar mitzvah in a way, you know? So when you, when you have to make that commitment, it's like, all right, I'm going to change my look. This is it. And, you know, it's, it's hard to go back. I mean, we'll see what happens. And I'll grow it out and see if it's uh... – but, you know, I'm 55. Like, I should – I'm grateful for the time I had, you know? So, um, you know, I was thinking a little bit about what we talked about with Ricky, and you had made a comment early on that – I think this is what you were saying, but it seems to me that, like, you know, barring – like, I've had a couple of thoughts about what's going on. I've had millions of thoughts. Right, right. And, like, one thought I had was, let's just say magically that tomorrow we woke up and there was a, there was a, a cure, something that, if you get it, no worries, you get a shot and you're fine. I kind of feel like... hydroxychloroquine when you become symptomatic? If it, was, if, it was, if it works, fine. You know, I don't know. If I, have, mm-hmm. I have no political... I couldn't care less if it works. I want right. it to work. I don't have. Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't care less if it works. You bitter no, bastard! I, I couldn't care <laughs> no, less. I got you. Trump's pimping it, and it ends up working good. Like so, I hope he's lucky. Well, Alan, I, I for one hope it works. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I have a little visiter right now. Uh, Reese was here. He's going back in. I'm out on the porch. I can see. But the point I was going to make is that if that did occur, right, I kind of feel like the economy would get back to where it was, like within two weeks. People are like, no, it'll take forever. I'm like, no, I feel like every, it's only sectors. I mean, everyone who worked at the restaurants will go back. Right. Like, I just feel like, but I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. So like, we're not going to have a cure tomorrow or a year. So it leads me to thinking what you were saying was, you know, obviously once there's testing to know that um, who has it, who doesn't, I feel like, I hate to say this, but I feel like the vulnerable people are just going to have to stay in their house until 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 there's a cure like i hate to say it it's my parents it's i could say it's me i don't have any underlying conditions i don't i mean i have high blood pressure but i don't think that's an underlying condition Uh, and and maybe and when we go back like maybe we are we're wearing masks you know like we're taking additional precautions i agree with that but i feel like if there's a test that can check your antibodies if howard bender takes the test and you had it and you're and assuming that once you've had it you can't get it again go back to the world then anyone else who's low risk go back to the world but if you get it you got to go 14 day quarantine and anyone that's been around you may have to do it but i feel like that's what it's going to be for until we get a cure well that's that's what i feel i feel like there's been you know different we've had all these different societies handling it a little bit differently you know like uh whether it be like taking temperatures at like you know, before you enter a building, things of that sort, wearing masks, not wearing masks. And I just feel like at this point, right, we should have a bit of a grasp on like, what are like best practices? And if not best practices, just like better practices. And and I just feel like, listen, the first two weeks was the quarantining and staying home, I get. But like, um, you know, the fact this is going to go on to April 30th and maybe, you know, probably longer, um, it, it's a little stunning. It's a little... Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we're doing this, and I just, uh, you know, I get the medical experts saying what they want to say from their perspective, you know, which I guess like from for, for them, like just everyone stay home, don't talk to anybody. Like, of course, like that's going to be the best prophylactic to to stop this right. from spreading. But you know, the economic consequences uh, have to be measured. You can't just make it like, well, 
we do what we can, even if it saves one human life. I'm sorry, it's not, that's not the equation. Well, that's not how we operate. Do we not drive cars because there are deaths in a car? Like, no, that's not, you know. The problem, I think, was if we had the capacity at hospitals to deal with it, I think we would be back to pretty much this sort of scenario I just described. If you get it, you got to step out of society for 14 days. Anyone near you should too. Yeah. But, and if you're an older person who's vulnerable, you got to stay away on your well, own. One number, one number I'd like to see that I haven't seen is how many people who go into needing a ventilator die. Like, do you come back from being on the ventilator or is that basically like we're just prolonging what we can I, and then you die? I feel like I've heard of stories of people coming back after they've been on the ventilator, but they're presented in such a way where it seems like it's the exception I think there's no question. I, I don't know what the answer is, but it isn't like everyone dies on a ventilator. Definitely. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not everyone, but I'm sure is it 80 percent, 85 percent? I have no idea. And, I, and one of the frustrating things about this is I just feel like, from a numbers perspective, right? Like if you're just looking at this as a pure math issue, like when people talk about, oh, the number of cases have increased, but yeah, the testing increased fivefold so you're not fa like it's just ridiculous math equations and when i, I feel, feel like, like the relevant numbers like i hate to say it but the relevant number is death right death per day i think is i actually think it's one step before that um and it gets back to what i was saying i think the relevant number is how many people do you have to throw into an icu basically mm -hmm. have to be put on a ventilator because right. that's that's the only issue at the hospitals so the right. idea that we're doing this now so that we could you know the curve down on that particular element because they'll all die kind of a thing um makes sense to me but it also makes sense to me what you said like we can't do that forever so as long as we can keep that number the issue the cases under a certain number where are or we can increase the capacity at our hospitals to handle all of this mm -hmm. um and we need to get back into the world on some level like in some fashion, this can't go on. Let me put it, there's no way we can just stay in our houses till September 1. Like that's not, you know, I'm not Absolutely saying it, not. but that's just, I can't see how people could do that. I don't see how people could even get through May personally. I think people will really be struggling if this goes into May on the basis of, hey, hang in there, we're gonna decide what's up in June. That seems, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what's Doesn't gonna Doesn't it seem though like Fauci though, if you listen just to him, like your your situation that you just described of stay in your house until September first, he seems like he'd be for that. Yeah, but he doesn't. He only has his job. I know. I know. He's got one job, which is to advocate what's the most medically. He shouldn't be making the final decisions. He should. I don't. No. I don't think. I don't believe that. Um, mm -hmm. I think. You know. I think his his data he should be trusted. You know, he seems like a really trustworthy and honest and smart guy. Like I trust what he's saying. But he's not the only thing the only thing that bums me out about him is that there have been successful studies with this hydroxychloridine and, and the z pack you know that are beyond anecdotal like he described it as well there's anecdotal evidence of this and it's not i mean there maybe it wasn't a uh, control group study but it wasn't I anecdotal i think that's his big issue because there's this guy that we i used to do business with mm -hmm. and actually one of the guys they're two partners first they sold their company to google then they started this healthcare company that they sold to one of the big pharma, whatever companies for $2 billion. Anyway, what it does, so it's, it's like a data platform. So you can 
analyze all sorts of cases and figure out cures. I don't know exactly what it does. But anyway, one of the people on Kushner's uh, task force team, his team is mm -hmm. one of the guys from there. But his partner, who's very outspoken, there's a guy named Keith Rabois, who's a total libertarian VC investor. He's kind of an arrogant guy. He's hard to like, but he's very smart. But he's totally politically like a, a contrarian and he's like, you know, pisses liberals off kind of a thing. Anyway, Zach, who is the CEO of the medical company, was arguing with him over what you're saying. And the argument was over how the tests had to be done through the blind, whatever, whatever. Right, that was additional protocol argument. for how this is done. Right. I think that's what Fauci's argument is too. I don't think he's saying it's not going to work. He's saying we got to go do those trials to. But 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 given the fact that we're all locked in our houses for six weeks, we have to do those trials. Like I don't think we do have to do those trials. I think you, like you sort of make a call that. And granted, if it's purely anecdotal evidence, where I heard from some guy, but if there's actually doctors that are sort of keeping accurate records of of how they're treating patients and those patients are for the most part recovering. Like, oh, well, I have absolutely no problem personally if someone who's dying from this is in bad shape. Mm -hmm. If you give them a chance to try a cure like that, fine. I don't care. But here's the fun. issue. From what I understand, and obviously everything that I understand is second, third hand, um, it works incredibly well if, if you take it upon becoming symptomatic. Like uh, upon, but if you take it while you're being intubated or, you know, on a ventilator, like it's got limited... limited um, I guess if, if that's the case, given the low death rate, I, I could easily see a situation where <clears throat> I could easily see a situation where since there's a very low death rate once you get it, <clears throat> whatever it is, 2% or whatever the number is, I feel like you'd be, the risk might be big worse than the reward by doing it. If you get all those people taking it early on, you may get 2% of them to die. From this, but this is a very yeah. safe medication. It's been it's I been used for rheumatoid arthritis and malaria for years. Then I have then I have no I don't know I have no problem with that I don't uh, my only I don't I don't have any problem with anything you're saying I don't know what the I think the main thing was they just wanted to do the trials the regular way couldn't you say aren't there other things that they could be doing the same thing with is this the only potential no, there, are, yeah, there are other drugs that are that are supposedly effective too but this one in particular seems to be very successful. Where did you read? I didn't, I've only seen people, I've kind of seen it from a political lens more than from a scientific. I know, unfortunately. I know. Yeah. But yeah I, I, don't, I know there's a guy in the New York City hospital that's been using it successfully. There's a guy out in Jersey that said there's a French study that isn't anecdotal, but it's an expected virologist in France who, you know, tested like 300 patients and had great success. So I don't know. I mean, you would think like if it is successful, right? Like, obviously they queued into this and they would say, okay, what, what do we need to do? And I mean, obviously who, that's better than building 400,000 ventilators. And what is the accusation like from the pro let's try it people that the CDC or whoever controls it is not allowing it to be tested on people because it hasn't gone through the rigors of a the yeah. trial. I mean, stuff. I think, yeah, I mean, I think this is what I don't know, right? This is one of the, the things I find frustrating about this experience as a member of the society and not getting all the information is, I don't know exactly what studies are going on. I don't know who they're prescribing it to. And I guess, you know, I guess you keep that information confidential. But I almost feel like the thing I'm taking from this whole experience is I would love for just transparent information. 
you know, because I feel like we'd all be better off if everyone can absorb that and, and analyze it and put out their, their output to it. And I just feel like wait, wait, wait. we're living in a stage still where it's like, no, 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 no. You know, like even the thing with early on with the masks, right, where they told you, like, don't wear masks. Like, they're ineffective. Right. Like, like, really? Like, like, no, they are effective. And even if, even if you have anything on your face, like, clearly that pre, pre, it's a positive. It's a net positive. It might not be foolproof. That's a net positive. Like, why I'm would you ask me for that? I'm like, at the minimum, it's going to stop me from putting my hands in my mouth and nose. That's positive right there. Exactly right. I, you know what I have trouble with? I have trouble with how much is this, these guys balancing the two, the two facts that you probably should wear a mask and we don't have enough of them. So if you get one. Exactly. Now, but right? That's the issue, right? They're the snowing us that they need for the, for the medical providers. Right. And they're both right. You know, but there's mm-hmm. contrarian. I just think there's so many. I was saying to someone earlier, there are so many examples of like, just we're like living a case study of like, let's test what humans would do if, if you did this for yourself and it's better for the common good. And you know, like it's, it's, it's so much is good. It's so much learning. It's like a Milgram experiment on a big, on a big scale. Exactly at like full scale, the whole earth. Mm-hmm. Now I saw what I, I was a little. Um, upset or disappointed to see this morning, Singapore was one of the case studies for perfect control over it. Although it's a small country with a very controlling leadership. They had, they went back into lockdown today only because of like 40 more cases. Like they're super hyper, obviously. They just don't want any of it. But they were the first ones out of it. They went back in today. Schools are closed for another 60 days. Four weeks, nobody can go out again, like a full lockdown again. Mm. So it makes and they were in lockdown at one time, relaxed yes, it, and now we're They're back. one of the case studies people like saying about, hey, if you just do the social distancing, there's a way out. Like South Korea, Singapore, they're testing, they're monitoring. You know, it seems like... While I felt it was negative, I got the impression that Singapore's attitude is zero is all we'll accept. Right. And that's counter what I believe, and I, you know, you obviously do too. Yeah, they're like that with a lot of things, right? Like they're so, yeah, right. their drug right. policy, their crime. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. that the one that like bambooed those guys? But it was Australian. Take, take a cane to ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just some graffiti, I think, right? It's Kill crazy. you for a joint, I think. Are you feeling any impacts in your legal work? Um, I mean, it's slowed down. I mean, people aren't as sort of uh, looking to sue people right now. And some of the cases that I'm handling right now, the courts are sort of stalled out. So it's not like there's pressing issues. I've had a bunch of clients. This is another frustrating aspect of this whole thing. And I can speak of, you know, from firsthand information is I've had clients who have wanted to bring in, you know, protective gear from China and uh, particularly the, uh, the respirators. Now, the issue is most of the Chinese manufactured respirators are, are known as like KN95. So they're not N95 masks. So they don't qualify as something uh, that can be brought in for medical purposes under FDA regulations. So the FDA, like um, on the 24th of March, like created a, sent out a, a newsletter, basically, or a memo that said, here's, here's how we're going to revise our regulations and you can, and you can bring them in if you do all these things and conditions, which were numerous and ridiculous, but okay. And then... You know, obviously, you have a few questions about how to handle this, like, particularly because, and this, this is a big point for me, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that point, but you have issues as far as 
you know, I have a question. Can you answer this for me? And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but this is sort of what I do for a living. So if I have a question, I'm sure most people do too. So I, you know, there's a email to send questions to or phone if you have, you know, concern about this policy, how to, how to deal with it. So I send two emails and both times I make a phone call. Nobody answers, leave a message, never get a call back. Email, Send two emails, both times get a form email back. We received your email. If you need further information, you should check the website. So they don't have anybody there that's sort of a point person, it seems, to say, all right, you you interface with people that may actually have questions about how to deal with this. It's a new policy. And it, so that first, that's ridiculous. Then the second thing is with my clients who I've discussed, like they're, not, they're not medical importers. It's not like their business is geared towards bringing in medical equipment. They're just doing it because they know they have contacts in China and they can bring stuff in. So my thing to them was like, listen, why do you want to be, and they're not looking to make, you know, maybe they're looking to make a few bucks, but most, most of them are doing it to be helpful. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, you're not looking to, to make a killing here. Why are you even in this deal? Like, why don't you broker the deal between New York state and the right. factory and, and just stay out of it. And maybe the factory pays you a commission at the end, but that's why are you taking on this liability? Right. And the government, the government doesn't want to be involved in that. Like New York state won't do it. Like, um, you know, I asked would hospitals do it. They don't want to be involved. So I just feel like there's this. They wouldn't do it. That seems surprising to me. Why wouldn't they do it? They, they, they're counting on the private sector. But who in the private sector wants to, you know, chance bringing in stuff where the FDA is not clear about what the regulations are. And then you've got product liability issues. It's, to me, it's crazy. Like, it just, I just feel like there's a big gap between government relying on the private sector, at least from what I can tell to bring in this gear and they're not being involved on the procurement process themselves. And I guess when you talk to FEMA, like they're talking to like 3M and, but there's, there's tons of masks and protective gear. It seems in China, I, like why don't you go directly to these factories and procure? I personally think the big failure, um, on the federal level is I don't understand this idea that they're not taking over procurement and this DPA to get people to do it. I have to be honest. I feel like, this thing where Trump is like, it's, we're just a backup. That's embarrassing. What do you mean you're a backup? There was a war. Is Cuomo going to have to get his army together to go fight the war against the invaders? Oh. This is not a state by state thing. This is, if anything's federal, it's, there's so many federal issues. On. There's no way this is a state by state well, thing. Even, and and like even the thing did that to pawn it off so he could blame somebody else. And that really, really yeah, bothered I don't want to get into the politics of it. I just want to, I want to, the process is what I want to focus on. And I just feel like, you know, like they, they admit to the fact that FEMA and the states are actually bidding against each other for equipment. And that's like, right. regardless of whose fault that is, like that is that's ridiculous. Like why, why is there not like you're, you're pointing these tasks for us and also why isn't there like a procurement team that that's well, all they do. Like they scour I'm the world and there isn't, I guarantee you there's nobody doing that. That is my that is my big complaint. Do I have a problem politically with? I feel like you know what people are big. You could I'm sure if you go do an autopsy, there's a whole sh always in these cases going to be stuff everyone did wrong, but it's going to be true at the state level, the biggest thing ever. level, right? But I just feel like this this inability of our federal government forget who's behind it mm -hmm. to take control of this is a is is really unsettling. Well, I think it's, I think it's government. Like, I don't want to pin, pin it on the federal or the state. We should, well, how, 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 how there hasn't been a sort of a joining of the two to say, okay, here's how we're going to, here's how we're going to work it. And 
Yeah, but also, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think you personally. I'm not willing to. Um, you know the the states aren't the ones that have teams in other countries that are. They don't have pandemic forces. They they're not the ones who were supposed to be like have a radar out there around this. No, no, no. My and point I is, feel like the big. I feel how like hard the, would it, okay, go the ahead, federal sorry. government. I'm just want to say one thing. Sure. The federal government needs to be leading this. 100%. Are the states yeah. acting well as coordinated? I have, I'm not making that claim at all. I, I, maybe they're not. But that's the thing that's bothered me. It's that this hasn't been, at least it's not. Here's, we need a general leading this. Here's, here, let, let, give me, this is, I guarantee you this isn't happening. It's ridiculous that it's not. There's, like I said before, there's a procurement task force. And maybe it's, it's, it's started by the federal, federal government announces we're doing this. And then every state has a representative on that task force and they know specifically what their state's needs are and they're responsible for that and it, they meet and they gather every day yep. and they scour here's I'm getting emails from factories in China saying hey we can sell these gowns and these gloves all emails are forwarded to them they make all the inquiries and it's one organization that's interfaced with everybody taking care of it and that's Agreed. not happening and absolutely it's, it's absolutely but also the only one that can force come I don't even know what you're feeling is on this, but Trump's clearly not comfortable forcing companies with the DPA to react to this. He's just trying to threaten them with, I'm going to do this and then mm -hmm. try and, I don't know what the reason is. I really don't know. I don't know if he well, thinks. I think he, he had said he was getting cooperation from them and he didn't need to. And then I think General Motors fucked something up and then 3M, I think, was selling just masks General Motors. outside all, the country. I've seen a few of these things and it's like, mm -hmm. why... I don't understand why he isn't taking control of it. That makes no sense to me. I don't see any other way to do this but to say, guys, we're in a tough spot. I see I see the logic, though, of saying, hey, if, you what know, is if going to them Sorry. first, and they say if they can do it, they can do it. And then if they don't, which he's done, which he's, he's, he's done it against GM and he's done it against 3M. So he has, he has. I think, I think coming through. I don't think, like, I think we needed more than that. I don't think we, I think we needed to just be, it needed to be a, a more sprawling big plan that didn't require negotiations with companies over price. And it's like, no, you have to set up to do this, build this much of this. This is the price you will get paid. Go. You got to do it. If there's excess, we'll cover it. Like, I don't think the, you know, because that's what companies are thinking. What My are point is, though, with the exception of ventilators, all this other stuff is exists. Like, you can buy this stuff, I think. Um, Does it? From China, know. from other countries. Yeah, I'm telling you, this, I, I've had inquiries now from clients of a total of 3.5 million masks. Me, like, who am I? Like, That's and, and it's like, it's embarrassing. Like, like, go out, like, do what I, I give me an, an email address I can forward these emails to, and this procurement task force can get the stuff itself. The ventilators is another issue because those things have to be built from scratch, but masks. And yes, they're not the N95 masks, but they're like K. They're, they're certified in Europe. They're certified in, in other countries other than the United States. They're just as good. Like, just let them in. Yeah, I don't get all that. I agree with you completely. I just don't understand how we couldn't master the, the logistics of this. Right. And again, the FDA is correct. They have, they have created an exception that will allow these other masks in. But good luck. Good luck, sort of figuring out what the rules are. And now, this is a now you got to spend, you know pay the Chinese factory the entire purchase price and pray that it clears customs and the FDA doesn't have an issue with it. I almost feel like this is a scenario, like had General Kelly still been his chief of staff, mm -hmm. things would have gone a lot better. I feel like this needs a military guy. 
knows how to move troops around the country and you know, or, or the or give me the CEO of FedEx. Like it needs somebody who knows how to do it. The CEO of FedEx. CEO right? of FedEx. Like it needs to come back, Fred, whoever it was, the guy who the COO of FedEx. Fred I would Smith. like him whoever was. Right, right. Right. No, I, I'm telling and, and, and it's so funny because I don't even think it's that onerous. Like it's just it's it's you know what it is? Like the responsibility is diffused, right? In the states and there's federal government, there's FEMA and there's the CDC is the FDA customs like fuck it, man. There's got to be one at least for procurement purposes. There's got to be one team in place. Maybe there's a military guy on that. There's the CEO of FedEx on that, but then, and a couple of reps from each state. Like I think the one failure. I think this is the one grand failure because I just think that how did you not know that? Like the second you realize we have a problem, like my first thing would have been just my first thing hey, we could have big medical issues. Will somebody go through the long list of laundry items that everybody needs so we don't have that and start getting that together? And I would have right. put someone strong right in front in, at the beginning to do that and given them, to your point, sort of given them the authority over everybody else. Nope, he's in charge. Right, right. Even do that, get these guys to do that, get, get the New York State to do that, whatever it is. And boy, I don't know, I feel like that was short. Everyone... It's a very, again, getting back to this big social, sociology experiment we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is also proving that nobody believes shit until it happens to them. Yet we're dealing with a disease that it happened to you two weeks ago. We realize the problems are there. and People just don't believe it unless it's in their face. It's another well, interesting uh, phenomenon. Yeah. And, 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 and on, on sort of adjacent to that is how much information you receive in these two sides on things you would think are like completely objective, right? Like is There's this virus... Do we know now whether this virus is as dangerous as, as like, we still don't know. Like, I, like, there's still people that are like, this is fucking bullshit. These numbers don't add up. And then there's other people like, like, we got to stay until September. And it's like, I can't believe something that, that's this massive and this big from an informational perspective. Like, there's still, I don't know well, what to I believe. Have, I have less, I, I don't think I have a problem with, not knowing some things like, oh, does it travel in the air? Does it do this? Is my, maybe because they clearly, I guess they can't. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm not even talking scientific. Yeah. What I'm, I have just... a big problem with is clearly there has wow. been a long string of lies, starting with the WHO, mm -hmm. with China. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I won't call them. I don't think as blatant lies like that have happened in the United States. I think some massaging it so it feels a little better has happened, which I don't love. But there's been so many lies, and I just want facts. I just want to know the facts. And I really, like, I can't, to come by. I can't watch the news anymore because it's just nonsense at this point. I get my news from Twitter. Yeah, I do Twitter's too. Twitter's basically my informational resource, and I try to follow people in both, and it makes yeah, me yeah, sense of <laughs> It's just crazy how... Uh, it's almost like this, this country and society is incapable of just trying to deal in truths. Nobody's willing. There's a far left and a far, there are extremes that are just not willing to just focus on that. They need to have agendas that they're consistently. I don't think, I don't think, I, I, the one, I don't think that's been so bad this, this time out, the left right thing. I feel like on this particular issue, it hasn't been so bad. Like, I feel like we are some, not as great as we can be, but, you know, for the most part, united. I, I, I just feel like we're just not, we're just not smart. You know, we're just like, we're too big. 
and there's too many agencies and there's too many things. And so by default, I'm going to like, all right, everyone stay home for six weeks and we'll try to figure this out. Equipment wise, uh, you know, what this virus does, like we're going to try to figure it out as we go. And I just feel like it's continuing. It's almost like this procrastination instead of this is the solution. I don't think it is. I think we're just procrastinating because nobody's got a handle on how many ventilators we're going to have, what the highest hospital ICU thing is going to be, how bad the virus is. Like, I, I just feel like, like everybody's winging it. Yeah, because you do have just a lot of decisions that have to be made along the lines of what you're saving with, with the Dr. Fauci. Like, how many ventilators should they make? Your highest estimates plus? Your low estimate plus? Yeah. And how frustrating. I, I will say this. You get the press conferences and they're like, well, somebody asks a specific question uh, that has a numerical answer. How many how many ventilators do we need and how many do we have in stock and how many are being made and will be available before the end? Like, like that we don't get an answer to that question. And and I can understand well if if, if we're truly fucked and you don't want to panic the populace because we don't have nearly enough, okay. But well, I think there is the answer. They know they can't give a good answer, so they don't want to make everybody. I don't think that is. I don't think they know. I think the fucking information is so diffused. Again, I, I, I think we overestimate the, the extent to which we think people know things. You know, when I worked for my father in the shirt business, the, when I was young, I would help pick orders, go into the warehouse and pick the shirts off the thing and put them in a box to get packaged up anyway. And I was always amazed, like, I'm like, how do you not know? Like, there would always be errors, you know, from your old business. There would always be errors in the inventory. And I'm like, why are there any errors? I picked it, just record it and go along. And I was always amazed that even fairly simple processes in business or whatever, they're harder to keep organized than you think. It's just, particularly, not, particularly when there's multiple people responsible for that process. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, so I'm not really ever that surprised that we can't coordinate all this shit. <laughs> like, just That's because. That's a shame. We can't, right? Right? Like, that think... you can't, like, how do you not know exactly? Like, isn't there, each state should know exactly how many ventilators they have, where they are, when they were made, who was the manufacturer, what the quality level is. What's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, how do they not all know this? No. Federal? I saw the FEMA guy. I saw the FEMA guy. This is a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago. And that guy didn't have a clue. That guy's, you know, just spoke in niceties and, and, and didn't have a clue. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but he didn't have a clue as to what the answers were to the questions that were being asked of him. And, and I wish they would just go, you know what, this is something we're still learning. <laughs> it just won't say. You, got, you know what, I think if, unless you put together an Apache relay team, you don't have the skill set. You don't understand how to work as a team. You can't pass the feather. You know what, mm -hmm. that's the problem with this government. You can't Hold pass the feather. You just can't pass the feather. No. Crazy. They're so, they're so concerned on how they look how running look. that they forget about just make sure you pass that feather smoothly. They're like the Russell Gewurz of, of uh, Marathon. You <laughs> wear those beautiful shiny shorts with the nice socks and the brand new sneakers. I'm just kidding. I love you, Russ. But, uh, Did yeah, Russ do that during, during the marathon? I always feel like Russ was one of those kids, like almost like Keith LaPac a little bit. He was mm -hmm. dressed kind of in a, like a nice way with like the tank top and the nice shiny shorts. Ru Russ was just like, there's like a Russ Gowertz uniform, which is like the Swago tank top with the uh, Mark Spitz Speedos. I think it's and maybe soccer cleats, like maybe black I'm soccer cleats. Guy. I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking like Keith LaPac. He was like, okay. 
felt like he had those shiny shorts. Anyway, that he was sucked. a horse guy though, so he, you'd see him like in cowboy boots every now and then, which wasn't a big look unless you were a horseback rider. Horseback riding didn't really last. Like that was never prominent at Swago. I never I went horseback riding. I never went once. When I was younger, they had horses. I think still at the. I think they, well, still they had horses, horses, didn't they? At the corral wasn't the corral the where the horses were? Actually, I don't know where the horses slept. Maybe at one point, that corral was for actually. <laughs> I think they were because there was a guy who worked. He was at Swakona who was in charge of the horse thing. Wait, Maybe is the corral and the batting cage the same thing? I'm, I'm picturing them both being in the same spot. No, the corral was where it was down by like... Oh, uh, it's further down. Right. Caddy corner to the cesspool. I'm feel, Yeah, that, that era. Yes, that, yes, okay. yes, yes. Cesspool was back behind. Yes, right. correct. As, as, as cesspool the, is to left field, corral is to right field. Right. If you walked straight out and went all the way in, you hit the cesspool. But the mm -hmm. corral was just... I feel like the corral was just behind right field of that stadium. Yes, like where that yes, where they took that dip down. Remember the pitching machine? Yeah, where we do Sagamore behind there, right? Um, well, Sagamore, Sagamore was sort of center field. That was center right. field, right? So to the right, that area was where the corral was, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. And, the batting cage, and the batting cage was more close to the road. Correct. It was like right, behind right. the batting cage. There was that farm thing there with that trough. Trough, yes. whatever the word is. Yes, 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 yes. Like by John the Handyman's house. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm. Those were good days. It was Those were the best life. days. I know. You know, I know. Hey, how could I have ever been in a bad mood? <laughs> let's say this broke out at camp. I would almost hmm. be like, knowing what we know now, if it ever happened again, I'd be like, lock down the camp and keep the kids there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fine. like they're going to they're gonna be fine, you know? Right, just don't let anyone in. So, How fucking bum would we have been if it was like the middle of our second year, senior year, and the virus breaks out and you got to go home? And there's no color war. There's, it just there's happened. No last night. It just, it just, it's all right. Everyone go home. Like, it sucks. Sorry, I mean, I guess done. kids like in college this year had a similar experience. You know, if you were a senior in college, it was just like just ended. You know? Not a good time to, you know, this college graduating class is uh, uh, not a good time to be looking for a job. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh, it's man. not. But you know what? Like I, it, like I don't know if it's a, like a year from now, six or like four years from now. But there'll be. It's a cycle, right? It's like a brush fire. Like things burn down, but then there's room for. Yeah, no, I, I really believe that. I believe, like I believe what I said originally. Like obviously, there's repercussions, but this is really all about the economy in terms of how does it affect people in that retail service sector where you have to, mm -hmm. human contact is involved. Mm -hmm. like, and I feel like that could repair itself quickly. I don't think it's going to take forever. Now, if we go prolonged and the damage just gets bad, you know, who knows? Like, as obviously it trickles beyond that. But I hope someone comes up with a cure quickly. That would just be, can you imagine if like, tomorrow you woke up and it's like, oh, these Israeli scientists found a new this and it's, they just need to test it. And uh, you'd be so thrilled. I know. Well, it seems the vaccine is the cure, right? Or at least the preventative cure. And, it, uh, you know, they're saying that we're, we're working on that as fast as possible. It'll be around in 12 to 18 months. Would we ra I think we need to find both, but I wonder if I wouldn't rather have a cure right now versus a vaccine. I'll take yeah. a cure. <laughs> what? Cure sounds good. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a cure. Yeah. Well, you know, again, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, this hydroxychloroquine with the z pack seems like it's pretty effective if taken early on, but yeah. I feel like, and this gets into the political side of but it. Why I, wouldn't that be so well known now? Like, what's the conspiracy theory? Right, I feel that, like, you know? why is it this thing that it seems to be 
pushed by the right. Not like that's why I'm like, I know it's weird. Wary, just wary of it. That's it. Nothing more than that. Trump mentioned it because Trump mentioned it, and then the guy took the fish tank cleaner and well, politicized the issue completely. It. And I feel like he got it from like some of these right wing sites, and that was the at least the storyline. I don't know what the truth is, mm-hmm. and that just taints it. That's the problem. I don't trust. Imagine. It, right? Like a possible successful medical treatment has been politicized. Like there's nothing that, that should be more like objectively. But I guess that's the question. Is it really a possible? I think what's being politicized is whether know. or not. But I don't understand what the motives of the of anyone would be to like push a drug they know isn't really have any chance. Like what's their upside to? Right. Or the alternative to, to say to, for a drug that is effective to say it's not. Like both sides are, would be ridiculous. Like there's no, no political game. Anyone's incentives, other than if there's something that's promising, to see it through as quickly as possible. I don't understand how anyone could have any incentive other than that. Right. right. But yet, here we are. <laughs> like, here we are. Like, how is this? Like, how is this the deal? It's almost as if, like, well, if you like the Knicks, you think the cure works, and if you, if you like the Lakers, you know, it's like it's like there's there should be no connection to that. I, at all. I said I've said this to you before. I became fully disenchanted with politics. I, realize, I learned what politics really are during the uh, Bush, Gore, Florida, hanging yeah. Chad thing. Yeah. Like, that really accelerated it, didn't it? I mean, well, the Clinton impeachment and then that. Well, it did for me because it was like, it's one thing for you to say, hey, all Republicans are, most of them are against abortion, all liberals are for it, kind of, you know, because that's a political thing. Right? Like, that's a, that's a something um, that's based in, in, in opinion, wow. and, right? But all of a sudden, which almost, which on the abortion issue, almost shouldn't be either. But that's no, a no, conversation no, for another. another I agree mm-hmm. with you there. But it's very interesting that uh, all of a sudden, the Republicans thought a Chad was this, and the Democrats thought a Chad was that, and they were like, hardcore in their beliefs about no, it has to be that because that's what a Chad, a hanging Chad, hanging Chad would Chad would be, Chad would be. And they weren't being yeah, insecure, they right? Like they were, they, they, they were, well, I'm going to say that because I believe the like same. Their belief actually governed that. Like, they, they truly believe it. They weren't faking themselves. So. Yeah, I, I think so. I, at the time, I said to myself, is, look, I want it to be this, but I don't know. Like, like, yes, I would like it to be so that Gore won, but I don't have a definitive opinion about what type mm-hmm. of a Chad should count and what type of a Chad shouldn't count. Yet people did, like they just aligned. And I think to some extent it has to be by, by what you said. It's like now they just, they're programmed to they believe. Want, they want to win. Tell them. Yeah, to win. And so anyway, then it really made me see that, you know, I'm fine about opinions. I'm fine about your beliefs, but I'm just, I'm not fine about playing around with facts as they become, you're taking something objective and making it subjective and you can't do that. Like leave it in the objective. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. put it in. And, and, and look at the facts that we've gotten from this. We have the World Health Organization telling us not to wear masks. We have the government they not knowing like how many ventilators are needed, not telling us because they have no idea. It's just like facts are so terrible. far and few. Yeah. It, you know, terrible. they're squishy. And they shouldn't be. Terrible. Anyway, Mr. Bender, with that note, I think we need to uh, adjourn. Yeah. I think we're coming close to our Zoom limit anyway, but... Uh, Oh, Does yeah. it give you a timer on your thing? Does it say how much time see. we have left? Um, no, it doesn't. I, mean, uh, I don't see anything as far as timing, even on the recording. Anyway. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's call hey, it then. Hey. This, is, this is good. We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll make sure. Watch. Let's pray recording. <laughs>
All right, my man. I'll Peace. talk to you soon. Peace, Peace. everybody. Later. Love you guys. Bye.